Love Lives Here. Hi, I'm Holly Steele. And I'm Mary Stedman. We are the creators of Steele and Stedman Service Solutions. And together have a combined 70 year history as service professionals. Our belief is that talking about love should not simply be relegated to the domain of music and art. We agree with the late, great Tina Turner when she sings, what's love got to do with it? Well, everything. In this Service Love Podcast, you will experience conversations with hospitality professionals, including world-class concierge, entrepreneurs, business owners, and corporate executives around the world on how they express service love. Thank you for joining us in leading a service love movement. There is no doubt what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. Our next guest is an innovative business leader that thrives on building companies with successful cultures, technology, and operations. Proud to have co-founded Go Concierge in 2000, and with his team, he grew the company to become the world's largest concierge software throughout the United States and in 65 countries around the world. Go Concierge was built with a focus on delivering excellent technology coupled with exceptional client experience and support. Go Concierge was acquired in 2017, and he is grateful to have had the opportunity to have worked with an amazing team and also had the pleasure to work with the finest hotels and concierges around the world. He is proud to be an honorary member of Lake Laidore USA. Currently, he is president of hotel operations at Wolf Urban Management and thrives on coaching companies to create successful cultures while inspiring its team members to pursue excellence while leading by example. He is most proud to be the dad to two daughters, Emily, 23, and Lauren, 21, and to have been married to his wife, Michelle, for 26 years and is grateful to have had her by his side for this entire time. Please join me in welcoming Adam Israel to the Service Love Podcast. Adam, a big warm welcome to Service Love. Well, so great to be here with you both. Thanks so much for having me and congrats on putting together Service Love. If anyone's going to put that together, leave it to you, which is great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. This is so much fun because you are a business leader. You really have done so much. And we go back decades when you first started Go Concierge. But one of the things that always really impressed me about what you did with Go Concierge, and before we jump right into service love, I, I just want to make everybody aware of the fact that you loved this idea so much and that you were so passionate about this idea and that this wasn't just like a few phone calls to get 65 countries involved in this or corporations. So it's not like you said, oh, okay, how about this corporation just puts it in every single hotel? I remember that you went door to door 
hotel to hotel, one at a time, and you kept knocking on those doors for a long, long time. And I just really want to honor you for your perseverance because you changed the industry through that perseverance. And by doing that, you've made the job of a concierge completely different than when I started with all those notebooks and all of that. So I, to start off with service love, could you tell us from your point of view after creating a business that is uh, based on love, what your definition of service love actually is? Sure. Well, thanks so much. It's so nice to hear you say that. I appreciate that very much. I think service love really comes down to the ba the basic premise of passion for what you do. And I think in anything that you do, you've got to believe in it. You've got to be passionate about it. And you have to have a will to want to do it. And I was fortunate enough to find that. And I was really passionate about this industry, about hospitality and technology, because by doing that, it allowed us to try to make others' jobs more efficient. So at the end of the day, they could spend more time and attention on the guest, creating love, as you say. And as you know, at the concierge desk, that happens a lot. And there aren't a lot of jobs out there, a lot of industries where you can actually create experiences that make people cherish the moment and have these memories forever. And that's really fun. And I took great passion in that. And so did my team. So you talk about working hard, which absolutely we did. But when you're working with the group of concierges that we had the pleasure of working with, it is hard work, but there are a lot of great benefits to that because you're dealing with wonderful people. If you want to serve other people, you have to be a pretty nice person yourself. And we surround ourselves with really wonderful people. So to me, that's service love. Great. Thank you. Thanks for that. Before Mary asks you the next question, can we just find out how did you get the idea to do concierge uh, software and when it had so, not been done? It's really yeah. So how this you, is how you figure that out. Back a few years, uh, I was working in a hotel, and at the time, we had logbooks all over the place. You know, logbooks and binders and it was everyone's what they called the Bible. And it would drive me nuts because if I wasn't next to it, I couldn't answer a question. Or God forbid, if I actually wrote something in the logbook, no one could read my handwriting. So we thought, God, there, there has to be a better way. And at the hotel, my partner was very good at programming in Microsoft Access. So a little database, this is before the internet. And the thought was, well, we get asked a lot of the same questions. Could we create an experience that's more positive and more efficient so that we could print something out and it'll have the hotel logo on, it'll look beautiful, but we can spend more time with the guest instead of trying to fumble around and, and get information from a logbook. So it didn't matter if it was a car rental or a dinner reservation. We thought if we could put that in a little calendar, maybe make it easier. And I'll never forget, we had a gentleman who was in his 70s at the time. And I always thought, gosh, if we can get Frank to use this, I think we're onto something because he wasn't tech savvy, but he was great with the guest. We thought, gosh, if we could just get Frank to give that information so he could talk to the guest more, then we win. And that's what happened. It was really amazing. And then long story short, 
uh, the hotel had sold. And we decided on a shoestring to start this entity. And can we create this? And we put into some hotels. And like you said earlier, there was a lot of pounding the pavement, a lot of phone calls. And there are no shortcuts. It takes time. I heard some no's. I heard a lot of no's. But I just felt if I get in front of somebody and show them how this works, I really think they're going to see the value of it because I did it firsthand and I knew what it was like. So that's that's how we got started. And then when the internet was coming out in early 2000, you know, we thought, wow, we should put that on the internet. And everyone said, well, that's that's crazy. Concierges don't even have internet at the desk. And we thought, gosh, I think we can make this happen. And and there were a lot of objections in the beginning because what I learned is change isn't always easy. And I was really passionate about trying to explain that this change will help your job and allow you to do your job better. And what was really great is once we got in the door of a couple of hotels, then word of mouth started happening because I said, forget what I say, talk to this person, talk to that person. And we were really lucky that people were uh, really happy with the application. And we grew it because of feedback from concierges. Hey, it'd be great if it did this. Hey, it'd be great if it had an itinerary. Hey, it'd be great if it could add text messages, you know, things that were features that we wanted to keep building upon. And we were so fortunate because we started to get partnerships with various, you know, hotels and concierges. And that's where we learned. And that's how we got it started. I love that. What an opportunity you saw and you grabbed it, right? It was, it's, it's incredible. And it's not only that it made the job easier, but it also quantified what the concierge does, right? So from, I know I was very grateful for the, the system because it's it showed exactly what we did as well, right? To show this is what we're doing in a day and it helped show the value of the concierge as well. So thank you uh, for being innovative and for taking that risk and for pounding the pavement because I, I definitely know it's not easy when you're starting up something. So yes, as we all know, but Mary, as, as you know, the concierge does a tremendous amount. And it's hard to quantify that because people don't always see behind the scenes, the magic that happens at the concierge desk and the volume of restaurant reservations and transportation, all the tour, everything they need to get done, that it's seamless to the guest, but behind the scenes, it's a lot of work. And we were just grateful to be able to help them do it in an efficient manner. Amazing. So when did you know you love what you do? When was that moment, you aha moment, you just go, I love what I do. So part of that was twofold. It was growing the business and seeing it come to life. Like, wait, we actually have something here. And you hear these startups where sometimes these crazy stories happen. And I remember we were in an office in West LA and we didn't, you know, we were just, we, we didn't have any clients. So as we were building it and it's starting, we had the server in the office and I'll never forget, you know, someone was vacuuming and it unplugged. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this may be time where we need to change. Like we're, we're becoming a real company because after we got some clients and I remember saying to my mom, hey, we got our first client. And she would tell me now, she remembers when I said, hey, you know, God, we got 10 clients or 50 clients. We got our hundredth client. And I took such pride in hearing her say, oh my gosh, keep going, keep going. Because along the way, while it was a lot of hours and a lot of work and trying to maintain something 24-7 and hardware and the feeling of walking into a room or walking into a hotel and hearing a concierge say, 
that they love go concierge or change the way their day is. It's hard for me to describe that because it gave me such a sense of pride. And I'm so appreciative of that because that is what really drove me to want more. I wanted to keep building this. I want to do better. I want to make sure we make the concierge community so happy because it felt amazing. And to me, that's where I knew, hey, I'm going to keep doing this. And it wasn't an overnight success. It, you know, it, it took time and we had to get out there, build up the client base and deal with issues that came up. And that was hard. So as I, when I talk to people, I mentioned, even though you're passionate about something, it doesn't mean that every day is perfect. Every day isn't always going to be a smiling day, but you control that, right? You control the personality, you control your outlook, but you just want to remember some days it's positive and some days it's not, but you use that to motivate you to drive it, to make sure that you make things better. So that in a nutshell is when I knew that, gosh, I want to keep doing this because we got that first client and it was just, it was a real passionate thing. We're like, Hey, we can keep getting this. We can keep going. We can keep getting more. And then you talk to these concierges and they were so supportive. It was just, it was a wonderful experience. And I just, I really was happy with that uh, environment. I loved it. I love it too. Thank you. I, I think one of the things about Go Concierge is the word love. I think that concierge say, I love the system. And the other thing that I know that concierge said about Go Concierge is that working with you and your team is something that they loved. So it would be really great for all of our listeners to know, how did you express service love so that you got so much of that in return? Well, we were so lucky with the feedback that we were getting and the support from our our wonderful clients. Um, service love to me is a give and take. And I always believe that when we go out there and provide, either we're doing an installation, we're doing training, we're providing support, or when something goes wrong, we need to be able to respond our clients need to be heard and they need to know that they're going to be taken care of. And that's not, not just nine to five, Monday through Friday. That's always. And our team was passionate about responding to an email over the weekend or answering a phone call late at night. I was focused on making sure that we were the best service partner that anyone dealt with. And that is during the moment of truth as well. Not just, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon when things are, you know, convenient, you're sitting by the phone. But what happens when it's on the weekend and it's late at night, you pick up that phone. And I think that goes a long way. And it's not just in Go Concierge, it's in any business. I think people out there see it every day. Go to a restaurant, go to a store. And we all have service successes and also opportunities where, gosh, that just did not go great. And to me, that's service love. If you're able to be there to help somebody else, to make sure their day gets better, People should take pride in that and want to help. So we were very selective with who we brought on the team because it wasn't an easy job. You had to be able to respond a lot and be supportive whenever the time came. And we were just so lucky because we had a team of amazing people that felt the same way. They shared that passion. And that's why today they're still friends with many of the concierges around the world. We called it the Go Concierge family because we all were able to connect. That is service love. And I think when you are able to do something for others that brings others joy, 
you can take pride from that. And I think that spirit helps others be happy and make others happy. So that's how it worked at Go Concierge. I love it. Respond, being heard, taken care of, connecting. Yeah, it's all service love. And uh, But you yeah. know, Mary, the, the funny thing about that is I always said, that's the easy part. It's easy to return a phone call, respond to an email. It's hard to find a client. It's hard to make you know the technology work. It's hard to add that new feature. The least that we could do, respond to an email, answer that phone call, follow up, and give what they need right away. You just want to be present. Yeah, present is key. And what do you feel, though, now are the challenges in expressing service love? Right now in 2023, what would be something you think this is difficult to to, to share service love? So here's the thing. I have, you know, I'm kind of the eternal optimist. I'm a very positive person. And while we've gone through a pandemic, our worlds have changed in some ways. I still think you can do it. I still think you could spread service love. It doesn't matter what's going on. Sometimes maybe it's virtually, like I'm giving you a virtual hug right now, but you still have the ability to do something for somebody else, to talk to someone, to let them know you appreciate something that they've done. So even in today's world, uh, where so much has gone wrong, I think we need to focus on, there are a lot of things that are right, and there is still the opportunity to make an impact, a positive impact, and do small acts of kindness, or what I call A-OK, acts of kindness. It doesn't matter if it's while I'm in front of somebody, it's seeing somebody on the street, helping them. Maybe when you're at that light and the person doesn't go right when it turns green, don't honk at them. Like, just relax and try and do something nice for other people. We've created what I like to call a culture of kindness. And that's not just in the workplace, but people could take that home. It's your professional life, your personal life. But it all starts with being kind and respectful to others. So even though today, maybe we have a disagreement, we can still agree to disagree, but we can reach out and know that we can try and touch somebody in a positive way. And I think we all have friends that may be going through a difficult time. We all go through difficult times at different points. Wouldn't it be nice if someone recognized that and reached out and made a phone call to say, hey, thinking about you, or hey, you're doing a great job. Congrats on your new podcast. It's fantastic that you're taking action and doing that. I think if we all try to focus on what can we do for somebody else, in essence, that's service love. And I think it's absolutely possible. I don't care if you're wearing a mask, you're not wearing a mask, you're working remotely. You can work remotely and send a Slack message or a, a, a text message to say, hey, thanks so much for what you did today. That helped me so much. Or, I really liked your presentation. That was really helpful. Just take the time to do something positive and we can all do it. No barriers. That's so great because this is why everybody loves you because you think about these sorts of things and you think about other people and all of that. So let's kind of turn the tables just a little bit right now. Thank you. Think about, well, how is it a-okay for you? Acts of, I love it, a-okay, by the way, acts of kindness. And Mary and I are both going to say, can we use that in our book and quote you? Because we <laughs> of course, a-okay and acts of kindness. So how does Adam 
have acts of kindness and make it a-okay for you? How do you take care of yourself? How do you offer this sort of idea in order to serve others we need to take care of ourselves? So can you give us some insights into an LA guy like you who's let somebody stay at a light for a second? Uh, how do you do that for yourself? So with myself, I think I need to surround myself with my friends and family because I think that's where it gives me energy, kind of powers me up recharges my batteries. And everyone has a different way. For some people, it could be going on a nice run, a walk, they go exercise. I like to travel. So when I do get an opportunity, I love to travel. And it's fun now that my kids are grown up, I can go travel and visit them. So I enjoy doing that. Um, but it could also be something fun at, at the house. It could be Michelle and I going and walking the dogs. My girls have turned me into uh, dog dad, you know, it's like all of a sudden now I, I look forward to walking my dog. So whether it's doing that, or I also like playing sports. So, uh, I've been playing pickleball. I don't know if that's dating myself now to say I play pickleball, but, uh, that's a lot of fun. So I just enjoy being outdoors and I enjoy being active. Uh, and I love being with friends, whether it's just going out for dinner or going to someone's house. I just love being around people. And for me, that recharges my batteries. Love it. And I love the dog walks. I have two dogs as well. So I completely understand. And it is complete self-care. It's kind of double care, right? Because you're taking care of the dog, but you're also taking care of yourself. That <laughs> is. And, and the girls love Waffles and Sophie. So now my two dogs who I said, okay, well, they've got to stay in the crate and it's, you know, it'll be okay. They're not coming in our bed. Of course, both dogs sleep in our bed now. I'm like, what has happened? So, so it's a, uh, that service love to take care of those dogs. No, most definitely. And where do you wish there was more love and compassion in the world? So I think right now to what I said a little bit before about being present right now, it's about thinking the positive. It's so easy to focus on the negative. It's so easy to get caught up in what's wrong, whether it's in politics or stepping outside with, you know, service at a particular business or aggravated with something a friend said or a family member said. And I always try and focus on, hey, perspective. Like, is it really that bad? Can we just recognize that maybe the person was coming from a good place? And even if they're not, help coach them and make it better. So to me, it's just about, can everybody figure out in their own community what they can do to just spread positivity? And I think that is something that would be really helpful. I liked what uh, what was said on your podcast about sparkle with glitter, right? It's It's about just sharing that glitter. Just do something for somebody else. And if people thought about that first, I think it goes a long way because negativity is contagious, but I like to tell people, so is positivity. So let's focus on the positivity. And I think the world's a better place. So it doesn't have to be something elaborate. Step outside, pick up your phone. When you talk to somebody, when you're in line and someone is really being rude or they're in a hurt, let them go ahead of you. It's okay. Do something positive. Like you could wait an extra person when checking out of the grocery store. Like let them go ahead of you. So try to spread the positivity. That's what I think we need right now. You're so right. 
So I love that, Adam. Let's think about this, though. Can you tell us some stories? Because we, we want this podcast to also be a little bit about storytelling, where we're interviewing masters of hospitality, and every hospitality master has some stories that uh, enrich them and things that they've done in their career. So if you could share a couple of stories with us, we would love that, like some things where you've really expressed service love and you knew it. One of the ways which ties back to Lake Claydor that I look back fondly on is I was giving a speech at the Congress in Cabo in Mexico, and I created a presentation called uh, Magical Moments. And what I wanted to do was focus on the wonderful stories that the concierges created. So I was able to get those on video. And to me, that was a really fun experience, a memory of mine, because concierges are amazing, but they're always so busy. They don't necessarily take time to talk about how great they're, you know, what they did today for somebody else. And I think, wow, it's amazing. And I want to take time to share the stories. And I got some really great stories. And it wasn't just, hey, I made somebody dinner reservations, got them, you know, concert tickets. It was, what do they do to go above and beyond? And the stories about taking a child who had cancer, was beating cancer and took them to the favorite restaurant, but had the chef work with the child or someone who was a, uh, a child at the hotel that was really into the police and the concierge arranged for him to meet a policeman, but they had the car drive up and turn on the siren and they got to go inside the car and they had a birthday cake for him with a policeman. They brought it to the guest room, things like that, that changed people's lives. Like, I just love that. So that was one of my favorite ones where I just got up in front of people and said, I have something to show you and played the, the video of the concierges telling their stories about amazing things that they had done. And I'll never. one of them was actually a friend, Shujat, who had a guest stop by the hotel, a trial attorney who got out of the cab, got to the concierge desk and realized that he left his trial materials in the suitcase, uh, in his cab. And what a disaster, right? Like, how is he going to trace down a taxi cab in D.C.? Leave it to Shujat, who found out the radio station that the person was listening to in the taxi called the radio station and got them to make a message. Once you know it, the taxi driver comes back to the hotel, brings them the trial material. But you can imagine the feeling in this guest's stomach, the pit, when you realize I have no trial materials, my trial's tomorrow. Those are the magical moments that concierges come in and change the way people do business, create magical moments and memories. That to me was really fun. So being able to highlight wonderful things that the concierges did to me was very gratifying. And one of the things that I remember, you know, fondly, because that was a really fun experience. And you hear the crowd excited about just what their fellow concierges were doing. And there are so many things that concierges do each and every day and they're magical moments. People just don't hear about those often enough. So that's something I love. We love that too, because Shuja, when we interviewed Shuja, and he told that story too, and I've been telling that story in seminars for years. And Is that right? So Shuja told that story? 
He did. And I, and I always use it because I have a whole section called thinking like a concierge and, yeah. we, all, and we use that story, but there's a couple things uh, that come to me from, from what you're talking about. One is it's so interesting Adam, that when, you know, asked the question, what did you do where you express service love? It's also about other people because that's who you are and that's ingrained in who you are. So there's for the story is about that. And so I really love that you connected that. I also want to know where are those stories now? Where do they live? Do they live somewhere? And I'm asking for, uh, for a reason. So let's start with, do they live anywhere? Where are they? Can, we have to try and find, you know, it's funny because I can try to find the disc, the disc, like right well, from old know, times okay. uh, from that presentation and see if I can find that for you because there were, you know, quite a few. Because, you know, I because I think that one of the reasons that Mary and I are doing this and we're, we're not exactly sure, maybe they'll cut this part out. I don't know, but we're not exactly sure where this is going and what we're doing with this. We just are. Uh, we kind of, we love the expression of, well, we must do what we can't not do because we're onto this. And so we're, we're doing this and where's it going to go? I don't know. I think one of the places it might go is that it might be uh, accessible to young concierge so that they can learn all of, from masters and that your piece would be a great addition to wherever this is going to live someday. Okay. And so since that's already exists, if you could find that, maybe we could find a home for it where beyond Cabo and the people who were in that audience, that people could be inspired by this because there's something that we're doing. Honestly, I, I, we're not sure we're just doing it. And that is important that, that people who understand this from a deeper place, from a place of love. Hold on. Can we stop for a second? Yeah, we yeah. have to recognize something you just said. We're just doing it. So what you did, and you don't know where this is going to go, that's okay. It doesn't matter. One day at a time, one interview at a time, you already did the hardest part. You started. So you have the podcast. You have it edited beautifully. You do everything professionally. That's the hard part right now. The more interviews you do, you're going to learn more things. You're going to pick up different things, avenues that you didn't even think about. You're going to go down that road. So you keep going and you share your stories because you've already created something great. Oftentimes, people want to do this stuff, but they don't do it. You did it. It's the dynamic duo. You made it happen. And I think so often that is really hard. Of course, there are more things you can do and who knows where it goes. Doesn't matter because you know what? You've already done multiple episodes and you're a podcast host. So you deserve a lot of credit for that. And along the way, you're going to hear fun ideas and you go for it, yeah. which is the two of you together putting the ideas out there and trying. And some things may not work. It's okay. You did the hardest part already. You're out there. You're making it happen. Yeah. Yeah, for, for us, we're like, okay, this, but yeah, I, okay, well, we love that. So we are and, coming already to the end, which is crazy. Rapid <laughs> fire. To you all day. This is the saddest coming to end, but we have a rapid fire round. Uh, so are you ready for these questions? There's just five. Let's do it. All right. Do you prefer making a phone call or sending a text? Making a phone call. Right. True concierge answer. <laughs> Do 
Do you prefer staying in a luxury hotel room or camping surrounded by a beautiful scenery? Luxury hotel room. Do you prefer working in a group or working alone? I like working in a group, working with other people. Yeah, I definitely knew the answer to this one after our our discussion today. True extrovert. Do you prefer room service or eating in a restaurant? Eating in a restaurant. And it's probably that surrounded by people again, or what's your reason? That's right. That's right. (laughs) And final question. Do you prefer Mexico City or Bangkok? Uh, I have a funny story about that. Uh, I haven't been to Bangkok. And Bangkok is the land of smiles, right? And the one time we're supposed to go there to launch a meeting, a bunch of hotels on Go Concierge, there was civil unrest. So we couldn't go out there. But don't worry, it's not too sad of a story because we pivoted and went to Bali. That was awesome. So for now, I have to answer the question by saying Mexico City, but I believe Bangkok is pretty amazing too. I just haven't been there. Love it. Yeah. Good story. Good story. (laughs) You ended up in Bali. Of course, the one time I want to go there, they have civil unrest. So, Oh, my goodness. Not anymore. Well, Adam, this is the closing question, okay? So because you've had this esteemed career and that your company was acquired, I mean, it's a good story from the first door you knocked on to it being acquired to now uh, you're working in another environment and you're also very successful. How do you see that you're going to continue your vision of serving with love? What does you know, your kind of future dreams look like? Well, I want to make a point because I, I work with teams. And what I like doing is building those teams, motivating people, inspiring people. And I want to do that, but that doesn't happen by accident. So I make an effort to interact with people and try to show them positivity, but also inspire them to do greatness to do great things because it doesn't matter in any of the hotels we have if you want to be excellent at what you do it's a focus on the little things and i just gave a speech last week about the pursuit of excellence where you have to recognize the little things you have to want to come in and help your colleagues it's in the hotel environment it's not about waiting for housekeeping to throw away that starbucks cup that's on the table in the lobby it's about doing it yourself three letters LBE, lead by example. And that is to me something that I really strive to do. And the role that I have now, I want to continue to help people do their best so that they can achieve greatness because it takes a team and having the right people in place to achieve success is very exciting. And that's something that I want to continue to try to do. I want to motivate teams, help them build their businesses in a positive way. And I'm sure that you will. And thank you for leading by example and coming and talking to us and being the inspiration and innovator that you have been in this industry. And we appreciate it. And we love you. So thank you so much. Thank you both so much, Mary and Holly. Congrats on what you're doing and on a career of greatness, because it's truly what you both have done and the impact you've made on so many people. It's really impressive. So thanks for letting me be here with you. Great conversation. And I hope it continues to go because I know you guys are on to something great. Thank you. A big thank you to all of you who listened to the end today. 
and especially to our guest, Adam Isro, for sharing his vision, determination, tenacity, and love. Holly and I are so grateful for his time and inspiration he shared with all of us today, and we will definitely continue to spread AOKs. Have you ever had a dream to write a book and travel the world with love? Up next in episode seven, Holly and I were so grateful to have a conversation with travel expert, content creator, and hospitality author, Sarah Dandashi. Sarah shares with us how hospitality is within, and it is all about connecting to yourself and the people you serve with positivity. We would love to hear from you on how you celebrate the people who express their love and hospitality daily. Please drop us a line. Join our Service Love Challenge by visiting our website at www.steelandsteadmanservicesolutions.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at service underscore love and LinkedIn at Steel and Steadman Service Solutions. Together, we can inspire, inform, and influence a movement to raising the frequency of love. Will you be a part of it? My name is Mary Stedman. This is the Service Love Podcast, and Holly and I look forward to you joining us on the next episode.